Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to take a minute to talk to you about making authentic friendships. You might remember the founder, Juliana Featherman, from episode 34 of Adventures in Autism. She is an autism sibling who created this amazing interactive web app that enables children ages 13 and up and adults with special needs to make friends based on age, interest, diagnosis, and geographic location. Parents and caregivers can also sign up to connect with other parents and caregivers. For more info or to sign up, head to makingauthenticfriendships.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Adventures in Autism, episode 107. I am Megan Carranza. Thank you so much for coming to listen today. If it is your first episode, welcome. So happy to have you. And if you've been listening, thank you so much for coming on back to the show. And as usual, I just have to start out by saying thank you so much to everybody for all the love and support that you give the show. We are coming up on two years here. It will be two years next week, which is kind of crazy to me and also feels like just unbelievable (laughs) it just feels like I I in some ways it feels like I started the podcast yesterday and then in other ways it feels like I've been doing it forever isn't that how parenthood feels like (laughs) too that's how it feels for me um but yeah I mean we we already celebrated the 100th episode which felt like a really big deal and now coming up on two years it's just so cool to have all these milestones and just to be able to feel the support and sense of community with you guys it is it's just such a gift so thank you so much and in doing this show for almost two years if you've been listening for a while you probably have noticed that I like to have conversations with all different kinds of people and from the very beginning I really wanted this show to just be sort of a melting pot, if you will, just a mixture of people who all have a story to tell regarding autism, whether they are a, you know, a parent or a sibling or a, you know, professional, a therapist, somebody working in the field. I really wanted to have conversations with everyone. I wanted to talk to people who, you know, worked with children or who had young children or who then who were, you know, had adult children. And, In the spirit of that, today's episode, I am so, so excited about because it honestly is very unique and truly unlike any other episode that I have done. So my guest today is Lindsay Schuster, which I will get into this more on the episode, (laughs) but basically I had come across a post that Lindsay had put up in a like a, a Facebook group for autism, which if you're listening to this, I'm sure you are a member of some of those groups. I personally am a member of many of them. <laughs> and honestly, I'm not one to post much, but I, you know, I, I read posts and Lindsay's post in particular, it just struck me. I saw a, a picture of an adult man, a grown man with this 
amazing smile on his face. Just looked so happy. He was, I could tell they were in the water doing something fun. And when I read the post, I was just truly so blown away. And I think when you listen to this episode, you will feel the exact same way because basically Lindsay has become the caregiver to her cousin, John, who is in his fifties and they kind of have grown up together. We talk about their, their early life together and how, you know, that was just her cousin, John, and she didn't really know any different with him and sort of the circumstances that led up to now and her really becoming his caregiver and her him moving in with her family. And that was kind of what she had said in this post. And it was so honest and, and heartfelt. And what I really appreciated was that she basically was saying, like, I'm new to this world and I am you know, just kind of looking for support, like all of us. And we talk about this on the episode, but one of the things that just really struck me and honestly has, since we had this conversation, I've thought back on it, is, you know, all of us listening who are our parents, you know, with a child in the spectrum, it's like we kind of get thrust into this world and you feel like you need like a crash course <laughs> in all things autism. And usually for, for most of us, I think, you know, this is when kids are pretty little that we feel like we're kind of thrust into this world. And it's like, you don't really know up from down. You're trying to find your footing. And it was so interesting talking to Lindsay because, you know, her circumstances are so different. And obviously, you know, her cousin John is a, a grown adult at this point, but a lot of those feelings of like being thrust into this world and like kind of not, not knowing <laughs> which way to go we're so similar and honestly Lindsay handles it all with like such grace and heart and compassion it was it was just such a such a treat to get to talk to her and I'm so excited for you guys to hear this episode so I'm gonna stop yapping and get to Lindsay so without further ado here's my conversation with Lindsay hi Lindsay welcome to adventures in autism hello I'm so excited to have you. You and I were just chatting. So Lindsay and I connected through a a, a Facebook group for autism. I can't remember which one it is because I'm in like 57 of those. Um, but I was actually with my sister at the doctor waiting in the lobby one day. And I came across this post of yours. And you were talking about your cousin, John, who is 53, mm -hmm. who you've recently taken into your home as, as a caretaker since his mother has passed away. And I was so blown away by your post and just the story that I reached out to you and was like, I would love to have you as a guest in the podcast. I was just telling you, I've never done that before. So like, I, know. <laughs> I don't usually troll Facebook groups looking for guests. I never do that. But I just felt so compelled to reach out to you. And I'm so happy that you're on the show today. Thank you. I'm glad that you asked me. And like I said to you earlier, I was, or I actually ignored it at first. Because, <laughs> not because I thought you were stalking me or anything, but just. I was. I, <laughs> I just was like, oh, I wouldn't know what to say or just, you know, but as I think, I think I might've contacted you the day after. So I just, I, it kind of was weighing heavily on my mind. So I decided why not. Yeah, well, you did. And then I didn't see your message right away. So it was mm -hmm. maybe just the timing work worked out where it was like you had a minute to think about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, well, I'm so happy to have you. And I mean, you and I were chatting a little before, but I there's so much about your story that I, I can't wait to hear and dive into. So mm -hmm. 
if you will kind of take us back to the beginning, wherever you feel the beginning is, like maybe even just talking about, you know, your, your childhood and like growing up with John as your cousin, okay. I would like to hear about that. Uh, well, I think you might've mentioned that he's 53. Yes. Um, I'm 44. So, or I'm going to be 44. So we've got nine years um, distance. So I'll, what I really remember probably from the beginning is um, maybe five. Um, so this was, so I was born in 76. So he, um, so eighties, you know, it was still kind of, I don't think anything was really diagnosed with autism or I don't know if it was called autism. So we really didn't know. Um, and I hate to use words like being told that you're slow, but that's what I was told as a kid. Yeah. But as a kid, you know, you don't really see that or think that. So um, my first memory is sitting at the kitchen table at my parents' home with him. And we were laughing and having fun. And I can just see him smiling. And my aunt, God bless her, she was the best woman ever. But mm-hmm. I don't think she knew how to handle um, certain things. So she squashed it. Like, she stopped it and said, John, don't act like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really all I remember as far as being a childhood is just her stopping that because ever since then, he would just kind of mimic what she did and be quiet and, you know, um, so yeah, um, as far as that goes, that's probably my earliest memory. So when you say like, she would say, John, stop that. Do you mean like if he had like certain behaviors that weren't like socially acceptable? Well, I don't remember them, but talking okay. with my mom later on, she did mentioned that he would have emotional outbursts okay and to me as a child it just looked like we were having fun so maybe he was being over the top and I just didn't realize it as a little girl yeah well it's interesting to even just hear that perspective because like you said it's like you remember him just like smiling and having fun Mm -hmm. because I think as kids we are you know so open to all different people and it it isn't until we you know pick up on society's standards that we realize like oh this is different right yeah and I I we were saying this before too like I feel like that was a term that you heard a lot you know in like the 80s really even I I I was born in 85 so like even like in the 90s where somebody was like maybe what we would say now is like cognitively impaired or developmental disabled we would often just hear like oh they're slow Mm -hmm. and that's what I would you know might have said um in my younger years but Um, up until I think I I mentioned this too, like just a couple of years ago, I didn't really know what he was considered because he was never tested. And, um, I found out later that autism diagnosis is more of like a 15, 20 year period. Right. So it wasn't really available for testing back in the eighties or nineties. I don't know. I don't remember. You know, Um, I was like, I was telling you, John is the, I mean, obviously I'm talking to you, his cousin, right. <laughs> but right. other people that I've spoken to even have like, you know, older, uh, like adult children, mm-hmm. they're, they've all been like, I think at oldest, like early thirties. So I, right. and I know for sure it was a lot more difficult to get a diagnosis then. So I can't even imagine, you know, if we're going back 50 something years, right. What this would have looked like to get so, a diagnosis. I know like, um, what like up until a couple of years ago when he was diagnosed, um, we would just say mentally disabled because I didn't know what else to say, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, you know, depending on, on the person that could be appropriate. Mm-hmm. So um, he, so he was diagnosed with autism a couple of years ago. Yes. A form of, I think it was stated a form of autism. 
Okay. Gotcha. And was that because your aunt had like pushed for that? Um, no, my mom did. My aunt was, um, you know, she just didn't care and she not, you know what I mean? She didn't care if he was or wasn't, she loved him. And, um, I don't think she ever felt the need. She wanted him to be as quote normal. I that's her words as possible. And, um, like I said, he worked, he drove, um, you know, and he went to school, um, up until he was 21, 22. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, he did, um, he did a lot of things, um, that are, you know, I don't know the right word. <laughs> we usually say typical. That's typical. The- okay. <laughs> Which is so funny. Cause I mean, typical does kind of mean normal, but mm-hmm. yeah, we do try to avoid the word normal for sure. We like to yes. use and I'm new to this, so I'm- I know that's yeah, definitely. And I told you I'm going to put like a disclaimer at the top of the show. Yeah, that was one of the things about your post that I appreciated so much, though, because you were just saying like I am, you know, kind of thrust into this world, and I don't know the lingo, mm-hmm. I don't know everything, and I just I really appreciated just your your honesty and and vulnerability in that post. Um, and nobody is going to hold anything against you. you- <laughs> no, I know. I just I want to say the right thing. So <laughs> yeah. So I just think that's so that's so respectful of you. Um, okay, so then t- take me back to I, I know, like you had said that, you know, John's mother had passed away. And that's how you became his caregiver. Mm-hmm. So can you talk to me more about that? And like how that decision was made? Um, well, even Lord, or um, before she passed away, my sister, I have a sister also. And um, we knew that we would um, be thrown into, you know, thrown into taking care of him or um, looking for a home, I think is what we always thought we would do. Mm-hmm. Um, when my aunt passed away, my mom is um, a trustee to, you know, for his savings, um, to take care of my aunt saved very well for him. And, um, so she, um, so that money was always to provide for him to go into like assisted living type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, when she passed away, um, I don't know when I, I guess about a month after she had passed away, we were talking and, we were talking about um, looking for homes because he was living with my parents um, when she first got in the accident. And we were looking um, at homes and, and um, just something came over me. Um, I feel like God was speaking to me at that moment. And I just said to my mom, I'm like, well, what if we built a little room or something off, you know, this room here and, and we just the, the ball started to roll from there. And, Um, she's like, like, at first I thought my mom would be like, oh, that's ridiculous. You're not going to do that. But (laughs) she she was like, well, you know, we just kind of started talking after that. And she's like, well, what about if we do this? And, and then we talked about how we always wanted a garage, just maybe put something over here and then add the garage later. And my, so it was just, uh, kind of a snowball, like effect conversation and, um, and I just never regretted the, the um, decision to do it. Um, I know I'm rambling here. <laughs> no, you're not. It, it's, okay. I love that you said that, you know, it was, you felt like God kind of gave you a nudge, like mm-hmm. you should, you know, take in your cousin. What was that like then? I mean, like you said that you thought your mom would say, oh no, I know you're, you're married. You have a family of your own. You have three kids. What mm-hmm. did, what did your husband say when you presented this to him? 
Well, he, well, I, I talked to him first before I mentioned it to my mom. Oh, okay. And he was like, yeah, I, I mean, that's, that would work. I mean, he was really nonchalant about it. Like even to the point where I was like, that was easy. <laughs> like <laughs> I couldn't even believe it, but, um, he was all for it. And, um, so then I called my mom and I'm like, I said to my husband, I'm like, she's going to think we're nuts, but let's see what she says. So mm-hmm. that's how that happened. Wow. I, yeah, I think that's amazing. Okay. So tell me then, like you said, you kind of got the bull rolling. You made, made a space for John. So is it kind of like he has his, his own. Yeah. It's like, like his own little studio apartment. Okay. So he has, um, which he's never, you know, all the things that I'm trying to give to him is stuff he's never had as a child or as an adult. Um, he's never had a place of his own. He's always lived with his parents. So that was another fear. Like I thought I put myself in his shoes. I was like, what if that was me? And I lived with my parents up until the end and I had nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. So that's honestly was the first thought and what started this for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anyway, um, so once um, we got the garage built, he has a studio apartment in the back. So um, there's a hallway that goes from my house to his place. So he always has access to my house. I never lock that door. It's always open. Mm-hmm. And um, he has um, like a living, like a kitchenette. So he has a microwave, which he doesn't know how to use. <laughs> he has a microwave, he has a refrigerator and then his, um, his couch. And then you go into his bedroom and then his bathroom. Okay. Yeah. And as far as like his independence, because I mean, I know you had said he, he did drive and he had a job for a while too, mm-hmm. but living with his mom, do, like, do you, do you, like you said, he doesn't know how to use the microwave. Do you still like make his meals or how does that work for you guys? So he can, he can make his own breakfast and unless you switch it up, it's going to be the same thing every day, but that's fine. It's what he likes. So he'll make his own breakfast. He makes his own lunch, but he always has dinner with us. Okay. And right now he goes to a, um, I don't know what you would call it. Um, it's kind of like, a job slash activity. So um, he goes in the morning and he does a job where they recycle, you know, Mm -hmm. something, some tasks like that. And then he will have lunch. And then in the afternoon they do a fun activity. So like today was bowling Mm. and then um, they watch movies, they play games, they go swimming. So he does that every day. That's awesome. So like, it's like Mm -hmm. a day program. Yes. Okay. And you said you're in Arizona, right? Yes, Arizona. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's something that comes up a lot. And it's something I think about all the time, too, for, for my son. And I, I think, you know, there's, there's a decent amount of those day programs for, you know, adults who, w- with a variety of needs. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's something that I feel like I talk about all the time with other autism parents who, you know, when your kids are younger, it's like you're thinking about the future. and. Right kind of like how you said, like, you know, assisted living or all that kind of stuff. And that's one of the things for me that I, I, I'm constantly thinking about and even researching now we live like outside of Chicago um, because my, my son's only seven. So it's like, we have a long way to go, but I think about like when he's, you know, done with school, which similar to your, your cousin, like, I think he, it's usually around like 22 that they're the age out of school. Right. Um, my, my son loves going to school and he loves like having tasks. And I've, I've heard from so many people, like when the school bus stops, stops, that can be a really difficult 
time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love hearing about day programs like that. Like how you said, it's like they kind of have their their jobs and their tasks, but they also mm-hmm. get to like have have fun. And, you know, they have somewhere like they eat lunch with their buddies, like that kind of thing. Those those type of programs I love hearing about. And I think that they're we need more of them. <laughs> yes. And it's very convenient, too, because they provide transportation, which helps me out a ton because, um, you know, with school and kids and I I do work from home. So I'm always here to make sure he gets off on, on his ride. OK. And then I'm always home when he gets when he gets back. There was one time um, I just ran to get groceries and the driver called me and said, John's trying to get in the house. And I'm like, I'm just down the street and I got home just in time. But ever since that day happened, um, I gave him the code on our garage and I wrote it down and I put it in his wallet and I had him practice. And I know he knows how to do it now because we had the garage door shut and I was in the kitchen and I look out and I see him. Um, trying to open the garage door by himself. So he didn't know I was home mm. and he did it and he got in. So I was relieved because, you know, I try to be here and, but it just happened to be that happened to be that when that one time that I didn't get home in time and he was kind of panicking. So mm. isn't it always when that happens? It's always right. like one time you step away. <laughs> oh, I was literally two seconds away. <laughs> oh my goodness. Was it like he just forgot something? No, he was getting dropped off. Um, from his day. So like oh, I work end of the day. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And I had just ran to the store quick after work and thought I'd be back in time and I wasn't. So, okay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, so day to day he, he has like a, a, a program, which is, is great. Cause then it's right. Like, Cause I just, I think so much about, you know, for, for you, like, it's like, you've been living your life, raising your, your children, like having your own family. And then like to all of a sudden, like have, have this, like, enormous thing you gotta put on your plate um Mm -hmm. I'm really glad to hear that he he like has a program that that's good for him that he likes it and that like you said like they have transportation um what has it been like for your kids well um so far so good uh he moved in December 15th so not quite a year yet but so far um, everyone's adjusting. My five-year-old loves to play hide and go seek with him. <laughs> he's a great, he's great at games. And, um, my oldest daughter, she's, you know, just kind of like me. She's like, John, do you need anything? Can I help you with this? You know? And, um, and then Jade is my uh, middle. She's 11 and same thing. She loves to do magic tricks. So he's a great, um, he's like, when we're all sick of her magic tricks, John <laughs> will definitely <laughs> loves to watch them, but so yeah, so far so good. Everyone's doing good as far as that goes. That is so cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what has been, I know you had said there, there's some things that are like frustrating and if you don't mind elaborating on that, I am just curious to hear like, what has been more of like the challenges? Well, honestly, it's just the um, day-to-day things that I feel like I've told him a million times and, yeah. you know, like the remote control, for instance, I even drew out a diagram on how to use, he doesn't have a smart TV. We have a Roku for it. So there's two remotes. Okay. So the first one, you turn it on. And then the second one, you know, I've showed him and it's just like three steps, but he's getting better. But so things like that. And then, um, you know, John, wash your hands. Um, uh, his, so I, I think I was researching, it's called styming or stimming. Mm-hmm. stimming where where he's uh tapping so sometimes yeah. I'm like you know like okay 
it doesn't bother me all the time, but when it does, it does. And then I'll be like, okay, um, you know, I think we've had enough today. I'm so then I'll be like, suggest maybe he watch TV in his place because he's with us all the time and I love it and it's fine. But there's times we need a little break too. Absolutely. You do yeah. Not- <laughs> and I felt guilty. <laughs> you know, when he first moved in, I felt guilty about that. So he, I'd say the first, well, <sighs> I would never send him back there. You know, I'm like, he's part of our family and I would, I just felt guilty, but I was talking to my mom and she's like, you need a break. You're, you know, you need a break too. It's okay. You know, that's why we built that for him. Mm-hmm. So he would have a place, you know, to go also. And, you know, I think he likes to just go watch, get away from the kids sometimes. I mean, he's not used to being around little kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so especially during bedtime, I'll be like, all right, John, I'm going to put the news on for you. And then, you know, we, I do my thing with the kids because sometimes that gets a little crazy. Um, and I can tell when he's starting to get anxious, like he would never say anything, but he'll start tapping a little bit faster or just kind of like looking around the room and just a little uneasy. So, yeah, absolutely. Especially when you said like when that stimming behavior mm-hmm. ramps up, I always notice that in my son, like when he is anxious, mm-hmm. he, or even just like more hyper, like if, if anything is kind of off balance, his stimming is like through the roof. So yeah, that's, and I never noticed that before until he was here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, no, girl, you deserve a break. <laughs> do not, <laughs> do not feel guilty. I mean, I uh, break for my seven year old sometimes. So it's like, yeah, it's okay. It's okay to say that, especially because again, it's like, this is such like a new, a new world that you've really been like thrust into, which I was saying that to you before. I feel like Every everyone listening to this podcast was thrust mm-hmm. into this autism world at one point or another. And mm-hmm. We all felt a little unsteady <laughs> and had to kind of find yeah. out. Well, you know, I've I've definitely had my moments where I even looked to my husband and I said, "Did we do the right thing?" And he goes, "Absolutely." He never pauses for a minute, so I'm very grateful for that. But Aww. there's times I get a little um, like. I hate to say it because I don't regret it. Like, I don't feel regret at all. It's hard to describe, but there's times where, you know, it's more than I really anticipated, honestly. And I've said that to my husband's name is John too. So oh. <laughs> um, sometimes yeah. my cousin's last name is Zipper. So we made up a little nickname for him and it's, <laughs> we try not to laugh, but we'll call him Zip because I don't, <laughs> I'll say John and they both look at me, you know? Oh my so, God. Um, but, um, no, oh, no, I, I knew someone whose last name was Zipper. I would absolutely call them Zipper or Zip. <laughs> <laughs> you have, I know, but that. I'm like, now it's not, I mean, now he just knows, but I was like, I couldn't say it without laughing. I'm like, oh my God, Zip. Hey, Zip. <laughs> I love it. We're a big but, family, so that that's not even a little bit odd to me. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, my husband never um, hesitates ever. And I've asked him a couple times, you know, if he ever not regrets it, but questions like, okay, did we do the right thing or not? And I've talked to my mom too. And, you know, um, just because my parents are older, so I knew he wouldn't live with them for very long, but, um, you know, even they had moments of like, like they couldn't wait to get back to their normal routines and things like that. And, you know, I'm definitely more capable of doing this. I'm raising kids right now, you know, and not that I need to raise him, but I definitely need to take care of them. Yeah, for sure. I I think, you know, there's such a thing as caregiver burnout and it's very, very real. Like, obviously I am my son's mother, but in many ways I'm his caretaker. Um, Right. 
and yeah and I think you know there there's it's if you if you don't you know kind of establish your own boundaries and like routines and things that make make this whole situation more kind of doable for you I can absolutely see how somebody would would have caregiver burnout for sure you know it's Mm -hmm. a it's a lot and especially because you guys do have such a unique situation like you said it's not like you're you know you have to raise him but it's it is definitely it's it's much different than you know just like it, there, there, there's, there, you have to be like, kind of how you said before, it was like, you stepped out, you went to the store for like a minute. And of course, like that's when something happens. Like you probably are having to be like more sort of on guard than you, you had to be even like with your own kids. Oh yeah. And it's, I mean, I have three kids, so I can't just up and go wherever I want, but I can't, it's also since we, he's been here, I do have to think, you know, like, okay, for instance, we had a birthday party last weekend and at first I was just going to um, have John stay here. And then I thought, well, what the heck? My friends all know him. And so like bring him along. So he came along and he stayed for a couple hours and and then um, took him back home. But I always have to think ahead. Like, what am I going to like? Because he always has dinner with us. And so um, like I always like worry a little bit too much about that. Like he could easily make himself a sandwich. I mean, he can be alone. <laughs> for a good four or five hours by himself. I would never leave him alone longer than that. Mm-hmm. So he does. Um, but, you know, so like, like I said, I think a little bit too much about it. Cause I don't want to leave him alone too long. Yeah. But I forget that he's not a child, you know, but he does, you know, handle himself pretty well for a good four or five hours. Well, that's good that he has like some yeah. independence. That's actually, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I think it really is just like finding that balance. And I mean, this is a pretty new situation for you still. So I bet as time goes on, like you, you, you all will probably find more of that balance. Yeah. And he's, you know, so aside from all that, he, he's teaching, um, teaching me how to love more. He's teaching my kids how to love more. Like just last, maybe it was last week or the week before I posted it on that Facebook. I don't know if you saw it. Maybe not. There were so many comments. Oh, that's another thing. I couldn't even believe how much that blew up. Like I had no idea. <laughs> I kept getting notifications. I'm like, what? I, Cause I, I just per like, I just went on there to ask for help or see, you know, if anyone had any like tidbit for me or information for me, I didn't expect to have like all these comments. So that was overwhelming and really cool to see. Yeah. But, but he, um, so a week or two ago and I had, so this is something else from childhood. I know we're kind of jumping all over the No, place that's here. okay. I, but my mind's like rambling. So, mm-hmm. um, when he was a child or a teenager, I remember him, um, always getting gifts for Christmas and his birthday for, um, uh, like, the presidents, um, he would get, um, like anything like, what what am I trying to say here? (laughs) (laughs) He, um, he's able to recite, um, from George Washington on all the presidents in order. Oh, so I remembered this from my childhood and I asked him just out of the blue. I said, Hey John, do you remember when you could do that as a kid? And he said, Oh yes, I can. And I said, do you remember it now? And he says, yes. So I'm like, we'll do it. So he did it. And as he was doing it, 
I just started smiling and then he started smiling <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh. And we're all like, what the heck? He went all the way to Trump, like didn't skip a beat. And then after that happened, I, I took out my phone and I recorded it and I was like, I posted it because I couldn't believe it. And everyone's like, I couldn't even list three. Oh my us. gosh. So it's like, it's, it's crazy though, to think like, here's a person who, you know, has such a memory like that. Like, I mean, that's just crazy to me to think that, I mean, that he could do that, but yeah. yeah. Isn't it amazing how, Mm -hmm. you know, he, like he can recite all the presidents, but like you said, he has trouble using the remotes. Yes. Or I'll say to him, you know, make sure you, um, change out your, your towels or whatever. And then he'll, he'll say, okay. And he'll hop up and go do it. He does everything right away. Mm -hmm. If I suggest something, I'm like, well, you can do it later. Nope, he does it right away. But he'll go down and get his bath towel, and then he'll walk it back up by me to make sure the color is okay. I'm like, that's fine, John. Whatever towel, it works, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, things like that in the remote. Mm-hmm. That That's incredible. I did not see that post, but I need to look for it because I just got goosebumps when you were telling about that. That's that's so cool. Um, yeah. I love that you said he's, he's teaching you how to love more. And that was one of the questions that I wanted to ask you was just like, what do you feel? What, what has, what is he, what have you learned? I mean, and again, this is like the early part of your, of this journey for you guys. Um, I know you said he's taught you how to love more, but is there anything that's like surprised you that you feel like, because I feel like with, with autism and I would think any special needs, I, I, my experience obviously with autism is there, there's these kind of like magical moments that happen Mm -hmm. and it's like nothing really kind of holds a candle to those moments. And unless you like are connected with someone with special needs, you, you wouldn't really understand it. Have you guys had any moments like that? Or just like, is there anything that you feel like you, like I said, that you've really learned or been surprised by? (laughs) Uh, yeah, we had a moment like that not that long ago. Um, after the president's um, thing, I called my mom and I said, guess what John just did again? And we were talking and and um, I said, does John know how to read? And she goes, yes, he can read up to um, sixth grade level. Mm. And I was like, oh, well, because my son just started kindergarten. Everything's online right now. So that's been fun. Um, so because um, we start really early out here in Arizona, mm. we have like a um, year round school. Oh, okay. So, um, so he's back in school and, um, I had asked my mom about, you know, if, if John could read and she said, yes. So since my son has to be read to 20 minutes a night, um, I asked John, if he wanted to read to Jax, that's my son. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh yes. So I said, Jax, go get a, go get a book for John. And so he sat down and he read to him and it was just the sweetest thing. I recorded the whole thing. And mm. he, it was one of those books that had sounds. It was animal sounds. Mm-hmm. And so my son, my son, um, showed him where, where to push. And so John would push and just his face would, Oh my God, it just lit up. He was smiling. And so it's like they helped each other. So like John read the words, but my son showed him what to push. It was really sweet. Oh my gosh. I'm like holding back tears right now. (laughs) I can just picture that. It was so sweet. Yeah. It really is like just such, such a, well, and like you said, how he's, you know, he's teaching you to love more and he's teaching your kids to love more. I, I I think about that because I have two, two little girls. Oh gosh. Mm -hmm. I get too emotional. I'm very emotional, (laughs) Lindsay. I I cry a lot. (laughs) That's okay. I cry too. I think I started too earlier because 
yeah, yeah it's okay <laughs> well it it really is it's so it's like kind of how we saying like you you have those moments and it's like unless you're connected with someone special needs like you wouldn't get it um but like with right. with my daughters like the way they are with my son I just feel like their their level of compassion is so much greater than mm. a typical like four and two year old because this is their life this is kind of you know like this is what they they they've kind of known all the time right um and so I think as much as it probably is like such an adjustment and a bit of a challenge at times it's like the the reward is so much greater and I'm sure you're experiencing that now and it's like I think about that for my daughters a lot like oh my gosh like I feel like they have to sacrifice a lot and I treat Mm -hmm. them like maybe a little bit older than they are because I, Mm -hmm. I like my, my four-year-old is like such an amazing helper. Like if I need anything, I'm like, Hey, that's awesome. Yeah. And it's like, I forget that she's four sometimes. Um, Mm -hmm. She knows all about Logan's therapy. She knows like who's coming over the other day. My sister was like, what time do we have to pick up Logan today? And she goes four (laughs) o'clock. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Um, but it's like, it's like moments like that, like with, with your son and, and John, where it's like, it really is such, such a gift to them. I think as humans that he's, he's experiencing, you know, knowing somebody with special needs. And like I said, just like having that level of compassion that I think is really going to serve him and and your other children. Well, Mm -hmm. and he doesn't even, I mean, he, he has made comments like, you know, I'm going to go help John. So like, I think he knows he needs, you know, some extra help on some things, but, um, my cousin, John, who says yes to everything has, is starting to learn to tell Jack's no, when he doesn't want to play hide and go seek. <laughs> so, so I feel like, you know, that's an improvement. And like, I think I mentioned to you when my aunt passed away, he didn't have any emotion. He wasn't able to express himself. Mm-hmm. And so since he's been here and my parents noticed it also, he's starting to. So when I made that post, there are pictures of him at a lake. We just recently bought a boat and we took him out. He's never been on a lake or a boat or anything. Mm -hmm. And uh, my friends had jet skis and John went on a jet ski and he was like, he was just beaming Mm -hmm. from ear to ear. Well, when we got back that night, he, he was just not acting himself. He just seemed, um, kind of like all over the place like he would stare at me then he would look away then he'd get up fill up his water then he'd get down like he did that over and over mm-hmm. and um I said John I think it's been a long day why don't we get some rest and so I took him back and said good night to him and that's the that's the day or the next day is when I did the post because I realized in that moment that I don't I need to learn more about autism mm-hmm. because I don't you know know how to like read him sometimes and so I need to learn a little bit more so that's how the post started mm-hmm. was because of that mm-hmm. but um um it'll come to me I had something else I wanted to say <laughs> he was you were, you were helping him get to bed and he seemed like a little off that night well yeah and that's I mean that's why I did the post because right. I knew that I didn't understand everything yeah. and um but anyhow <laughs> <laughs> well, I love, I love that, that post and that picture, like you said, with him smiling ear to ear, he really was, he was just like beaming. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was so excited. Oh, I know you were meant, you were saying before something about how he, he didn't show emotion when his mom had passed. So I don't know. If- yes. Thank you. I well, knew you I were- had something. Okay. I couldn't remember. Okay. <laughs> I got off topic there because he was, um, yeah, he didn't know how to show any type of emotion or he didn't choose to, but he, um, 
you know, like when, when my aunt passed away and we were saying something at the funeral and he was up next and the priest asked him and he didn't, he didn't say anything. He didn't know what to say. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of always how I've known John too, or he would just mimic what my aunt would do or say. And that was his emotion, what she felt or what she said. Um, so since he's been with me, um, you know, he's learning to like, like I said, say no to my son. Um, we have two dogs, a cat, three horses. So those are definitely, um, been great for him. Like our one, our one puppy, she's a one-year-old lab and she's hyper and she's nuts. <laughs> and she always lay with John and she always curled up next to him. And, um, but there's been times where, you know, she's being a puppy and he always comes up when he puts his pajamas on and he wears his slippers and he <laughs> comes in and he puts his slippers down, he takes his slippers off when he gets in the chair. And then he like sits in like a, like crisscross applesauce type of mm -hmm. you know position. And, um, if the dog's in that mood, she'll take a slipper and he's got to go chase her. And, and so one night I was in the bedroom with my son getting his pajamas on and I heard my cousin go, now you knock it off, you damn dog. <laughs> <laughs> and I like busted out of the room and I looked at my husband and we were just looking at each other and I'm like, whoa, like I've never heard him yell ever in my life. Mm -hmm. So, but I'm like, that's okay, John, you tell her, no, that's naughty. She shouldn't be doing that, you know, but. <laughs> so little things like that we're starting to see him express himself yeah that's so interesting mm -hmm. I'm so curious as to what how you said he was kind of off that night after the after the lake like what had upset him or got him kind of I don't know if he head. was upset or just didn't know how to process how happy he was that's what I'm thinking like that's what yeah. I'm thinking well you know we use, we use the word dysregulation a lot okay. uh, meaning like you know how like it's like for you or for me, it's, it's fairly easy or natural for us to kind of regulate ourselves to kind of know like, okay, like now is the time for me to kind of wind down. Whereas, you know, like I, I know with my son for sure, especially with like quarantine and just being cooped up, mm -hmm. we had a lot of dysregulation. Um, and I, and I do think sometimes those days when it's like, there's these really happy days and we're, we're so busy and things are, you know, like awesome. And then it's like when you come home and it's kind of that come down from that when you're right. like, yeah. So I was thinking the same thing. I, when I, I, I said upset, but that wasn't necessarily what I meant. I was thinking more dysregulation. I wonder if that's, if that's what it was, it was like, he had such a great day and then it was kind of like the day was over and he was sort mm -hmm. of, uh, yeah, that's what we were thinking. Cause he didn't seem upset. He just was like, kind of like, you know, didn't know what to do with himself afterwards because like you said, that excitement was all of a sudden gone, but he was still excited, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, that's so interesting. Oh my goodness. Well, I, I just think that you are awesome. I think your whole family just sounds amazing. And I think that what you're doing for your cousin is incredible. I mean, as you know, an autism mom with a, a young child, and I think with honestly any any age like you always worry about your kids but yeah. it's something that I know I know for me and for everyone listening who has a, a child in the spectrum you think so much about what's going to happen when you're gone mm -hmm. and you know who is going to take care of them who is going to you know handle these things and your story just made my heart swell because it showed me that you know I mean granted I have, I have two daughters and I always think about I don't want them to feel like a burden or, you know, that right. an obligation for them. 
but when you when you hear a story like yours that you know john is your cousin and it like like you said it was like it was just this moment of like god kind of speaking to you being like this is the right thing for you to do mm-hmm. know that like you said even through the challenges like you've never regretted it that just it, it makes me so happy but also just like hopeful and just to know that you know my my son will always be okay and like john is okay because he's with you and that you know everybody listening it's like they're there's they're gonna be okay yeah and well i you know like i said um it's been challenging but no regrets and i appreciate you saying that it's definitely you know we're just starting this journey but um you know he's just come so far in such a little time that i've seen you know and he's learning about us too you know he's obviously knows me I've been with him his whole life but not lived with him and not experienced these types of things with him either you know yeah these are new roles for for everybody for sure yeah yeah well I think you're doing an awesome job and I'm so glad that we connected and I I look forward to hearing more from you and seeing more of John and just watching the rest of your story unfold because I just like you said it is kind of the beginning and he's already made so much progress and you guys are all kind of finding your footing in this. And I know it's just going to continue to improve. Yes, I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much, Lindsay. It was so great to chat with you. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Take care. Okay. For you, the listeners of Adventures in Autism podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I often get asked for book recommendations related to autism, and one that I always go back to is called The Out of Sync Child by Carol Kranowitz, and it was actually recommended to me by a friend who is also an OT, and I read this book years ago before Logan was even diagnosed. It's not necessarily just for autism. It also goes into like sensory processing disorder or ADHD, but it's just very valuable information and a really great resource that I still pull from today, even though I read it years ago. So that's a really good one. Sometimes just to get my mind off things, I also just enjoy good old chiclet. (laughs) I love anything by Emily Giffen, like something borrowed or something blue, and those are available on Audible as well, but you can pick from any of their titles. So to download Download your free audiobook today. Go to audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism. All one word. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism for your free audiobook. Okay, well, I hope you enjoyed listening to my conversation with Lindsay. Isn't she just amazing? I truly am so thankful that I connected with her and that Facebook group (laughs) that she took a leap of faith to come on the podcast and chat with me because I just think their story is so special and it really is one of hope and of love and new beginnings. I love how she had said that, you know, John was teaching her to love more and teaching her kids to love more. That gave me chills when she said it the first time and then listening back to this episode again, it just warmed my heart all over again. It really is just, it's, it's such a special and and unique relationship that they have. And I'm so, so honored that she 
shared her story here in the podcast. So if you would like to connect with Lindsay, I'm going to have all of her info in the show notes. So go ahead and just scroll down. You can find her there. One of the things I do want to add after her and I had finished talking, she said to me that she felt like she didn't give her aunt, John's mom, enough praise because she was just really going on and on gushing about how she was such an amazing mother to John and just an amazing person. And I, I, I just want to say that now because I told her, I'm like, I think you did a great job of that, but I will just reiterate it in the episode because that was really, really important to her. And I think that she, especially now, you know, sees everything that her aunt had done, done for John, which it, it really is. It's, it's such a beautiful story. And I'm, I'm just so thrilled that it was on the show. So thank you again so much to Lindsay. And if you would like to connect with me, you can find me on Facebook at Adventures in Autism Podcast or on Instagram at Adventures in Autism Pod, or you can email me at Adventures in Autism 2018 at yahoo.com. Again, I love to hear from you guys. I love getting feedback. If you have a question or a a comment, anything, send it my way. Um, And if you've been enjoying the show and you would be so kind to leave a rating and review, especially those on Apple Podcasts, they really do help people to find the show so that we can just keep, you know, growing this community and sharing the love. If you have time to leave a few words, that would be amazing. But also just tap in that five stars really helps too. So thank you so much. And that is all for now. But until next time, take care. Thank you.